Uh, Yo. microphone check one. Yo, I figured it out. Microphone check two. Did you figure it out like right when you picked up last time I hung up on you? <laughs> no, it took me a second to figure it out because, because I'm a fucking idiot. My bad, um, but guess what? This is Smash, and you're listening to Smash Lake City, Levi. All right, bitchin', I'm not listening, I'm talking to it. Well, you were like one of my first guests ever. I remember that. It was a fun conversation. Have you been listening to it since? Um, I started to listen to the Mike Brown one, but I didn't get through it. I know, because he kept fucking hanging up the phone, and it turned into like a four-part series, and then we did a Halloween episode with Asia the Mortician, and... I know Asia. And a friend of mine, and Mike Brown, and then I just got so drunk, they had to convince me that it was still my podcast, and they weren't stealing it from me. Oh, well, that's nice. That's the only podcast I don't want a mom to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've known Asia for years, and Mike Brown for probably longer. Oh, yeah. I'll listen to the Asia one. Mike Brown says that I'm one of the few people that know him for actually who he is, and I'm like, a boner popping pervert? Of course, Mike Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does that. To the grave, Mike Brown. <laughs> he was my he was my across the hall neighbor for years. Was it when he used to light fireworks in his apartment? Yep. With Micah Boo? <laughs> yep. How did I guess? That's so crazy. Yeah, I lived right across the hall from him for quite a while. Oh my gosh. I don't know at my age now if I can handle it, but I love having him as a good friend. He's like the kind of friend where, just like you, like you don't need to really catch up. You just need to like show up after years, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like tonight, I'm like, I need, I made myself a promise to podcast every Friday. And I did a selfie one, and then I'm like, I wonder what Levi's doing. He's living in Heber. I mean, he's probably not up to much. Yeah, I'm not doing shit. <laughs> it's cold as fuck right now. You're, you're what? You're bored as fuck? I said it's cold as fuck right now. I'm not doing anything. Everywhere, yeah. I don't have my co-host this weekend, Daisy, but... um. It was so nice because, like, I can't keep anything clean when she's around. Like, I turn around and it's fucked up. And it's frustrating because I clean and clean, clean, and it's messy. And her and the dog are like a dynamic duo and whatever. But, like, I spent four hours sanitizing and cleaning, like, my bathroom, my bedroom, my laundry room, and my kitchen. And nothing's got fucked up since. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like two hours. <laughs> yeah. It's a I, um, really, really good feeling. Like, I still pay for my apartment in Salt Lake, but if I was to quarantine myself in Salt Lake, I'd lose my goddamn mind. Why? Because I just got a room. Here, I've got a whole yard and well, chickens. Why do you still pay for your. What? Do you rent it out or something? I'm. Uh, paying for it so my friend who went through a really bad breakup uh she needed 
she broke up with her girlfriend and needed somewhere to stay, so I'm paying for her to stay there while I'm here. Wow, that's really nice of you. Well, it's also nice for me because it's a very cheap apartment, and I don't want to give it up. It's right downtown, and it's it's wicked fucking cheap. Where is so, it? Um, six South, fourth East. Okay, yeah, that I used to live off of six South and fourth East, but like it all got turned into condos and stuff. There's a lot of condos there, but I my... lived off of Sago. What? Sago? No, I don't even know what it's called. Uh, <laughs> I got no okay. idea. I just moved in and I have to pay like $370 a month to live there. And that's you, it. That's it. You can't it be rent controlled and you can't find anywhere to live downtown Salt Lake for that cheap. Well, so, not anymore, you can't. So um like how how can I give that up? You can't. So that's why I pay for it. And I figure if I'm not there, my friend should be able to be there. Exactly. And that is I, very selfless and kind. I, I just talked to her because it's been since the whole pandemic thing started that I've been up in Heber. But I just talked to her and she's like, we should really go halvesies on this. I feel bad that you're paying for this whole apartment. So now. Oh, so she's helping you out at least, right? Uh, this month, this like December's rent. It's um, I'm gonna pay for that, but she said after that we're going to have these. Just oh she, well, that's kind. I mean, giving a friend a hand. I know, I've, been, um, I've been paying. I don't want to give like any March. names, but I had a friend who was sleeping in her car this time last year, and I'm like, why don't you just live with me? I have a room. My daughter can't sleep by herself yet. I needed a crib in my room, but she still sleeps with me. And mm-hmm. you only have to pay two fifty a month. No utilities, no nothing, and you have your own entrance, your own parking spot, everything. Just like come live here, and it, it felt really good to be able to help someone out with the resources like that I had. You know? Yeah, I don't have many resources. Right, neither do I. But I have the ability to pay for that, and yeah, and she did not have that. At the time, now she does. Now she's doing pretty fucking sweet for herself. But, like, I make money off my stupid book. and You do? Is uh, that going good? It's Yeah, it's not going bad. It's in my cart on Amazon. Remind me the name, though. I need to be reminded of everything. It's So I've written two of them. One's a children's book, and the other one, um, just to your listeners... Don't go through Amazon for children's books. They absolutely screw you because it costs so much to print them. What do you mean? Like, I've bought so many books for Daisy off Amazon. Well, for the writers, um, unless they have a big publisher. Right. I Like, I don't have a publisher because I, like, I barely graduated goddamn high school. I'm just good with words. Totally. And, I, I am too, right. Um, It got, like... Because they're color pages with pictures and everything, it costs so much to print them. Seriously. Whereas, um, like with my other book, so the children's book is called Clarence Makes a Friend. 
And Clarence this- makes a friend on Amazon. And can you like search your name to find it? Yeah, just do Levi Rounds paperback. Leave- okay. And you can find that. And then the other one, that one I I make decent money off of because it's just like it's just a book. Like there's no pictures in it, so it doesn't cost that much. So what's the I you never told me what the other book was about, did uh, you? Um I did, but I'll remind you. But it's been so long. Are you are you talking about the children's book or the other book? No, the other book. Okay. Um that book it's a story about a woman's life. Oh no, a woman's relationship. With but, but it's told through letters from um, inanimate objects and feelings. Like her vibrator and stuff? Uh, no, because it's said in the 60s um, a vibrator then would have been a real nightmare. Um, well, like a broomstick then? Like things like a record player and her first apartment. Oh. and What? Her... I would love to get my hands on that. Well, you can still order it and you should because it rent and that would be pretty goddamn sweet. Um, What's it called? It's called Correspondence. Ooh, that's a great title for a book that sounds like she's getting corresponded from her record player. But I think people were even innovative with non-manual masturbation back then. Like, they didn't need vibrators. They figured it out. Well, I, I feel like everybody gets it figured out by the time they're like 16 or something. I didn't get the masturbation figured out until I was 35. Really? Yeah, I got a lot of shit for it, too. Well, I'm not going to give well, you any shit for it. I just kind of feel bad. you your mouse? And I'm like, no. But I do remember, like, one time, the only time when I was prepubescent, I may have been, like, 12, I was watching a show late at night on HBO, of course. And, like, all of a sudden, I'm, I am, I am, I don't know what the word is, and I don't want to be inappropriate, but, like. It's a podcast. Is there any kind of inappropriate? Well, I'm a lady. I'm trying to raise a lady. Well, okay, so I, like, so this is how it went. I was in the seventh grade, and this is right before my only masturbation endeavor happened before I turned 35. I was sitting at a lunch table with my girlfriends and there was about six of us and they kind of adopted me into the group because I was raised military. So I moved everywhere and it was always weird to start to make new friends. I remember my first day of school there. I like, it was predominantly black too, um, which is no offense. No offense to that. I but don't think anybody a, would take any offense to that. It's my, yeah, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but it's in the deep south of South Carolina. And I remember my first day of school outfit. I wanted to look just like Cher from Clueless. So I had like the Mary Janes, the Bobby socks, a skirt, and my big backpack. And I'm walking up to, to my first class. And this girl, this big girl's like, girl. Your drawers are hanging out. And my skirt had got tucked tucked up into my backpack. And it was like all undies. And it wasn't the right day of the week of underwear that I was wearing. 
Do you mean it was that like in Wednesday. a period sense, or were you wearing like underwear that said Wednesday when it was a Friday? Wednesday when it was a Monday. Okay. I hadn't gotten Shark Week yet. Okay. But like, I was so embarrassed, and I was so sexually naive. My friends used to like crack jokes, and they'd be like, "Ashley, go downstairs and ask your mom what a blowjob is." And I'm like, "Mom, what's a blowjob?" And she'd be like, "Ashley." Ashley, don't say that in front of your friends. And I'm like, don't say what? And she never really told me in all of that. But I was sitting at a lunch table that year with my friend who put me under her wing. And we're all sitting there and she just got a boyfriend. So we're talking about the date they went on the night before. And she's like, yeah, we hung out at the park for a couple hours. And then we went back to his car and he ate me out. And all the girls look at me and they're like, Ashley, do you know what that means? And I'm like, yeah, I know what that means. He took her out to dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd never gotten more shit in my life. And since then, I was just kind of like awkward about that whole self-discovery. Like, don't get me wrong. I've given it up or whatever. But my best friend, Chris Thomas, is like, you've never done like. You know, I call boy masturbation wrestling with Cyclops. Oh, girl masturbation is kind of like double click in your mouth. You've never double clicked your mouth? And I'm like, no, I just don't have the desire to. And then a week before I got married, someone bought me a vibrator and I started using it. And then I got married and my ex got jealous that I was using it instead of him and... I don't know. But anyway, when I left him, I bought three and I've never been more happier. Well, that makes sense. I, it's strange to me when, when dudes get pissed that they find out that a girl's like got a vibrator and uses it when they're not around. Yeah, that's what my ex did. It's so weird. Like, well, it's kind of like a control thing. You should be using that on me. On, on, you should be focusing on me and not on that. And I'm like, well, they do separate things, and you know, it's not always all about you. Yeah, that 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 shit's never made sense. Like, it's actually kind of a thing that I I think is super hot. Like, to watch a girl use her vibrator, I'm just like, oh, it, and it's not a cuckold thing. It's just right. It's just hot. It's hot to like your partner get off so why would you not like that well i was even going as far as like using it and then hiding it around my house and he would like fucking find it (laughs) it's like like, searching why were you what were you doing why were you looking for it because i wanted to know if you used it or not and then I use it on myself I'm like okay so you don't want me to use a vibrator but you'll sit there by yourself and use it on yourself what the fuck does that mean Satan who does that (laughs) heaven forbid like we get kinky together I was like four months five months pregnant and for my birthday he bought me himself some anal sex gear for himself yes for to use in the bedroom and i'm like 
so pregnant and so not with it and so like vulnerable. Like I wouldn't have gotten married to him if I didn't think I could have given him my body, my vulnerability, like my lo- my life, my everything. And it's failed miserably, but still it's like, okay. And he got so mad. I wanted to go out to lunch with Jasmine and Brooke and my mom, Katie and Jasmine's mom and, you know, friends and Bobby Joe that like, he's like, I'm not even working. You should be hanging out with me right now. I'm like, well, it's my birthday and I haven't seen my friends in over a year because of you. Like, I just want to like, and then I go home to open my presents and it's all ask here for him. (laughs) <laughs> which we never use. I mean, I like I'm not I'm not laughing at the fact that he's into ass gear. Like I don't give a shit about that. No. I'm just laughing that he was that insecure like why aren't you hanging out with me? But he's like, "Why are you using your vibrator and then using it on himself when I wasn't around?" Huh. That guy is really perplexed, bless his soul. But um needless to say, I got run ragged just by having it in the house. Every day I was getting nagged about it that I just fucking threw it away. But the minute I left him, when I found out he was using my girl and my girls, my stepdaughter and my daughter daughter as bait to pick up chicks on Bumble, I left them. And that week I bought myself three, three of them. That's absolutely disgusting that he was doing that i know and then you know who told me he was doing that uh how i found out is his ex-wife i left him in august my birthday's in july on my birthday that year in july i'm getting ready with daisy she's only like five months and my little sister who's 14 in law came in she's like ashley ashley you need to come outside right now and i'm like okay and we had Dallas in our custody, my stepdaughter, and um, her mom was out there, and we we kept her with us, and because she wasn't, her mom wasn't taking very good care of herself at the time, and um, the mom was fighting the grandma, and Dallas was in the middle of it, and she was just like, Ashley, 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 and I'm like, okay, bitches, you need, I came out there barefoot with a baby on my hip, Jerry fucking Springle, Springer style, and I'm like, bitch, you three go in the house, Jody, you have no place here, and her daughter was coming at me like a spider monkey, and I'm just like, don't make me put this baby down, so like, I got the situation settled. And at the time my husband was at the gym, I called him. He dodged my calls. I called him again, dodged my calls. It was my birthday. We were about to go out to birthday dinner for the first time since I had a baby. I was going to be around my mom and people without a kid. And um, the cops came and I spent four hours talking to the cops and he finally showed up and stuff. But it was not even two weeks after that, uh, his ex-wife's daughter, not my stepdaughter, but another daughter, was, like, talking about how, so she's probably 54 right now. She works at Sizzler. And my ex is the Sizzler same even as still me right open? now. Yeah. And my ex is the same age as me right now, which is 37. And he knocked her up. And she already had six kids. So this is the seventh. Holy crap. So her second to the youngest kid 
messaged me and she's like, Satan and my mom were supposed to be red or dies for the rest of their lives. And have you even looked at Bumble? I'm like, uh, no, I'm married. And how the fuck did you get my number anyway? And so she's like, you should really take a look at it right now. And I looked at it. And lo and behold, my ex was on there with pictures of my five-month-old baby and my seven-year-old stepdaughter as bait, trying to pick up on babes. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, I was looking for a companion. And I'm like, isn't that why we bought a fucking dog? I'm sorry, I'm busy with a newborn and raising your daughter but like are you really that desperate like this is a really gross story i know there was no bigger slap in the face for me and that was just the beginning of it like this is two years later now and i deal with shit like that on a weekly basis and it's like tearing me down to the core i am like so emotionally drained I am so like and I hate to unload and I hate that this is one of the only topics of conversation I have to give right now in my life but I feel like it's coming to an end but anyway like I am fearful of this human and my daughter hit her head in the sandbox this week and got a goose egg and like I went and checked on her because she's in the second level of my school and I'm on the third level teaching my preschoolers. And then, like, I went upstairs. I know, they're fucking radical. Anyway, so, like, I went to put them down for nap, which means, Miss Ashley, will you come pat my back? And I'm like, yeah. So I checked on Tootie and she was losing it because she saw me, which I hate doing because they do such a good job with her, but she fell and hit her head for the first time on my watch. And um, last time, she hit her head was with Satan and Satan was like Daisy hit her head she's been crying a whole bunch I think she'll be okay and then he ghosted me for like four hours and Daisy wasn't even seven months old yet and this was like one of the first times he had her for visitation so like of course I lost it because I was asking questions do you need me to pick her up does she need to go to the doctor? Is she acting okay? And I was just ghosted. And I got, leave me alone. So, I know this probably wasn't the right thing to do, but it was probably better than me showing up myself, which is, I had the cops go do a wellness check, you know, which was like, the baby's fine. She was not losing her mind and shit like that. But like, when she hit her head on my watch, I can just only imagine the backlash I'm going to get for that have happened to her with me on my parent time. Like, he says all of these nasty things. Like, you should take a parenting class. You need to learn how to change a diaper. You, you're the worst mom because your mom was shitty to you. And, like, all this other shit. Like, it's been an emotional overload that, like, I feel... I can only imagine that having a kid is just a constant emotional overload. It it really is. Um, I think being a single mom. Yeah. I love my kid. She's hilarious and she's delightful. And she's also like, 
she's the kind of girl that you have to earn her trust. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't walk up to everybody and just want to be held or whatever. Like, she's very, very skeptical and she's very, very picky. Like, she's been going to preschool at my work, preschool, daycare, whatever you want to call it. Um, for three months now and my boss the director of the program is finally like oh my god like I went into the classroom and Daisy wasn't having it and she just walked up right to me and put her head on my shoulder and just melted and she's like and it made me feel so good about myself because she always mean mugs me and I love that about my daughter like she's weary of people like you have to earn her trust yeah you know how old is she now Daisy's going to be two in January. My niece. Did you see her Halloween costume? My niece just turned three. Oh my God. I talked to her on the phone. She's amazing. Yeah. She's super funny. Um, She gets on my shit all the time. Everybody else, they spoil the shit out of her, but I don't let her do certain things. No. So she gets on my shit all the time. Well, I'm experiencing firsthand teaching three and four year olds that you can't always be the nice guy. I was just walking down the hall yesterday and she put her hand up and said, Not right now, Levi. I'm not okay with it. And I didn't say a word. She's like, All right. That's fine. You're the boss. I'm going to go watch a football game. Uh, Don't bother coming in my room today. Do you need a shot? <laughs> I mean, my room. I always um, need a shot. One of the youngest three-year-olds in my class had an accident. And I'm like, you had an accident? And he's like, yeah, Miss Ashbury, will you help me? I'm like, yeah. So I take him in the bathroom. It took forever because he wanted to have this elongated conversation. And it's a little boy. So my back was turned the whole time. I'm like, okay, change, change, change. Will you help me? I'm like, yeah. And I'm looking away. He's like, hey, Miss Ashby, you have nice hair and you have nice ears. <laughs> well, that's nice. That's a sweet thing to say. I was, I have to also like put them to sleep, like pat their backs. And everyone's like, Miss Ashley, will you pat my back? Or will you pat my back, Miss Ashley? And I'm like, okay, whoever can show me that they're ready for me to come pat their back, like lay down, be still, quit wiggling, quit fucking around. I'll come up. And this little boy, I'm really biased by, but he's been super naughty this week. Um, I was patting his back and he's like, Miss Ashwick, you're like my school mom. And I'm like, thank you, Saw. And he's like, you're a very special person. And I don't want you to forget that. He's three. Well, that's sweet. And I just got, I just got choked up because it was like, the sweetest thing I've heard in a really long time and it also validated the fact that I was doing a good job with those kids you know you know what's super strange about right now what about four minutes ago you were talking about all the weird sexual shit that your ex had and now you're talking and somehow you took it to a place where you're talking about taking care of children and I'm trying to wrap my fucking head around that. Really? Like, think about it. 
Think about where you were a minute Like ago. how my ex mishandles my daughter, but I'm taking care of kids. I'm talking about how your ex bought anal shit for himself, and now you have somehow made it to a point where you're talking about being sweet to children, and it's taken like three minutes. Well, you know me. I do know you. I'm just saying it's kind of hard for listeners. I'm kind of everywhere. I'm all over. I'm everywhere you need me to be. Well, I think it's because he did that. It was more of a slap in the face because I was pregnant. And I was trying to premeditate how I would want my daughter to be taught when she's older by men and it's not by getting ass plugs for her birthday and then it always goes back to like me having a baby but I'm also teaching babies can you see the relativeness of that I'm just saying it's a a funny route to take sorry I'm I'm kind of funny I'm just trying to wrap my head around it I Back to the like sex toy thing. I dated a girl, and I was cleaning her room. She was at work, and I was out of work. And you were cleaning her room? Yeah, because Levi. she was at work, and I was out of work, and I figured, oh, I'll make the bed. And Did she pay you? No, she didn't pay me. She was, like, she didn't need to pay me. Oh, she paid you, but she didn't pay you with money, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. But anyway... I pick up her mattress to put the sheets on it, and I found her dildo underneath her mattress, and I asked her about it later. Wait, what was your first thought when you found it? I was like, oh, well, that's neat. We should play with that at some point. That was my first thought. You weren't like, oh my god, I can't believe she has one of those instead of using me. No, not at all. Okay, you're normal then. You're a normal human. Well, so I think so. I asked her about it, and she's like, why did you see that? I was like, because I was putting sheets on the bed. Like, I cleaned all the bed. You weren't sniffing it out. No, though, no, I wasn't. You? I just picked up the mattress, because she had, like, it was like a like a four-inch tall box spring, but it was on the floor. And so I picked up the mattress to put the, like, stretchy sheets on the mattress, and I saw it. I wasn't oh, sniffing yeah. it out. I didn't even think she had one, because she was kind of a prude. Um... My ex sniffed it out every time I no, hit it. No, I didn't. I, I had no idea that she had one. Um, was... And like, when you're when you're 35 and you're trying to explore your explore yourself in that kind of sense, and you're getting scrutinized for it, that doesn't make like, any sense to me. It makes you feel like more embarrassed about doing it. Cause like I got shit for doing it all my life for not doing it actually is what I meant to say. But that doesn't make any sense to me. When I saw it, I was like, Holy shit. I didn't know she had one of those. Then I asked her about it and she got super embarrassed and she's, and you're like, don't be embarrassed. She asked me, she was like, why were you snooping? I was like, no, I did your laundry. You, you were at work and I changed the sheets and I just noticed it. And she's like, well, I don't even like it. I was like, okay, why is it still under your bed then? <laughs> like, I don't understand if you don't like it. What? Why is it? We're like, why can't we get down on this together? We could do we're that. Or also, why does it still exist? <laughs> like, if you hate it, 
why is it still under there? Because I don't think that you hate it if it's still there. But that's neither here or there. You saw it, and I think the appropriate thing to do... I was in a marriage situation, so that might have been a little bit different because I married Satan. But I I honestly think, like, if you see it, and it's your girlfriend, and she hasn't told you about it, it's none of your fucking that's a business. Very, that's like, a very fair leave point. it there. I just brought up. And, like, if she wants to bring it up, let her... But I think if you point it out to her, it's just going to make her more embarrassed. That's a super valid point. And I just brought it up. I mean, if that was me, but yeah. The the only reason I brought it up is because I knew about it and I didn't want to lie to her. Like, hey, I was changing the sheets and I saw a thing. And I just... Or you said, hey, I found this vibrator. Why are you leaving me out? No, I didn't say it in that way. (laughs) Oh, you did it like punctual. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't do it sexual at all. I I was just like, hey, how did how did? Because I... we would joke about things. I was like, how did I not know about this? And she's like, I don't even like it. And how did you find it? I was like, because like. I think maybe she felt called out and didn't want to make you feel like insecure, so she probably pretended she hated it. I, it's very possible. You want to hear a fucking... Well, I just know myself. <laughs> but then, like, time after time, I'd hide it everywhere. You can't find it. I found it again. I'm like, why are you looking for it so hard? Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you can borrow it anytime you want. Oh, I've tried it. And I'm like, are you fucking... Okay, this is going in the garbage. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I can't even, like, I don't want to. It sucks because that's the predominance of most of my conversations I have these days. But I just can't wait till I get to the part where I can start establishing stories of my own instead of getting out of this horrific, toxic, fucking nightmare. Yeah. You know? I mean,. You can write my memoir. I've been thinking about it. I have lots of stories to tell. And you can have like you can have like ninety percent of the proceeds. I I just want people to hear my story so they can have a let me have ninety percent of the proceeds from your memoir, I will write the shit out of it. I just want ten percent to go to Daisy's if I don't want to go to college, I'm gonna put this money towards a house or like top vibrator. I will do that for sure. You want to hear a funny story about that ex? This is a wicked funny story. (laughs) Do tell. (laughs) Okay, so when when we were dating, she was separated from her husband, but not technically divorced. Ooh. And um, I went down on her and gave her the first orgasm she ever had in her life. Really? And, like she waterboarded me. Like it's a wow. Did you almost like drown? Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> squirted all up my nose and in my mouth. And everything. Whoa! And, which is actually strangely hot. Um, but you think that's cool? Yeah. I, of course, I can see a guy thinking that's. Hot. No, I I think it's fine. It, like 
it's great for for a lot of girls that's not actually an orgasm it's just a thing that happens but it really was for her so this is the funny part that's not the funny part that's just the hot part um <laughs> she made me brownies and put in frosting on the brownies thanks for the orgasm and posted it on instagram and Aww. Her husband saw it and lost his fucking mind. No. He was so <laughs> I heard the whole fucking conversation on the phone. Obviously, we're not together anymore. She actually went back to him, which is really horrible. She went back yes. to him? Wow. I bet that relationship is really I'm sure healthy it's great. right He's now. He's a bit of a white supremacist. Um, Oh, that's it? Mm. <laughs> that's it, yes. Now, I'm sure it's Is he fine. a homophobe, too? Because mine was. Um, mine actually liked Princess Kennedy on Tinder, and he wouldn't, like, pick who he liked. He just hit like on every person he told me, and I'm like, oh. So we went to the, I think it was Crucial Fest 2017 and Baroness was there it was at the gateway and I saw PK like so happy to see her and I'm like oh my god this is my husband and no one ever really liked him when they first met him and she's like oh you know what we matched on tinder and I had to like explain him explain to him what my like sexuality was yeah. and I was like but we can still be friends and I'm like really are you fucking kidding me like oh god oh god i don't know i don't know it's just hard to wrap my head around i i know it's been quite a while but how is kennedy doing after that horrible accident amazing she's got a boob job oh well that is and not the answer I was she is better than ever. She's so gorgeous. I wish that I had the life where it would accommodate spending more time with Kennedy. But... I, I love the shit out of Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? And Andrew. I haven't seen Andrew forever. I don't want to talk about him. Okay, we'll, we'll not talk about him. But I always that was see them probably... together. The bandit says hi because he's barking at my pencil sharpener. I'm trying to fucking color Oprah here, bandit. She's a legend. Um, It was probably the worst falling out I've ever had in my life. And Okay, we can leave that one alone. Yeah, we're not going to go there. But I wish him well, you know. I see him hanging out with Jazz all the time and stuff. But So, PK is great. She had that really bad accident, but... She, she is bad. She's come it's back from because so, I knew it was bad. It was horrible. Yeah. And she's better than ever. Like her career is still going off. She still is doing the salon thing. And that's awesome. She's like a hero of mine. Like I adore her. I, and I love always. Kennedy. She's always like made an effort, whether or not of my friend status with Mandrew that I was still her friend and that she still cared about me as a human and as a friend. She's, and that 
always made me feel special. I've known her for so long, and she's been a part of most of my birthdays. She came to my baby shower. Like, she's an amazing human, and I always have mad respect for her. Yeah, as well, everybody should. She's a sassy bitch, for sure. You know what? She just got her license changed, and she's identified as a female. I always identified her as a female. I mean, it. Well, everyone does, but like now, it, like I think it's like a fucking honor for her. Like it's I, finally I think that a that's goal accomplished. That you know what I mean? Like she's she's making it, and she's taking it, and there's nothing that'll be breaking it. And I'm just you so really happy rapping for the right human. Is that a thing that just happened? What you just rapped? What? I'm making it. I've got the chance and I'm taking it. That one? <laughs> um, needless to say, I want her on my podcast. Um, and she's offered to do it. But I just had my friend Sophia on here, the rock princess. Oh yeah, no, I know and Sophia like, well. We yeah. She doesn't want to be close to another princess because PK's the only princess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I got super, super drunk with Sophia one night in her apartment, which is really close to where me and Missy used to live, which for you listeners probably don't know that, but like first south, third east, when Sophia was living there, we got fucking loaded and she played me a ton of her music, which I'd never listened to. It was really good. Sheacock or which one? I don't know. (laughs) I just know she played me music and it was really good and we... Drink you did you hear the interview I did with Sophie? No, I I told you the only one I started to listen to was the one with Mike Brown. I will listen to your other stuff. I promise. Way to be a fan, man! You're on my I'm show twice. And you give one fuck about it. Um. Anyway, I interviewed Sophia, and um, she's going through a lot of changes, and um, it's just amazing how eclectic the point of view of everybody who's going through that type of change in their life you know like it's really interesting like so the way it's very intriguing and it's interesting but you know on the outside looking in it i totally respect it but it's it seems to me like a really rigorous endeavor oh i can't even imagine i'm I'm sure it's horrendous but also beautiful in a way Um, oh yeah like when i seen that pk is miss pk kennedy like i cried no that's that's like when she got her boobs i'm like oh my god they're better than mine and i showed daisy and daisy's like mama i'm like no that's that's Aunt Mama. That's Kennedy Mama. But she's only met Kennedy once. But Kennedy's just that, that person who was always like, I don't care who you're tiffing with. Or can you please let me know what this person's about? Because you know them more than me. Like, she's just one of those humans that are impeccable. And she's so neutral, you know, like. I love her heart and I love her soul and 
hey, why don't we just dedicate this episode to PK? Maybe she'll listen to it and want to yeah, be on no my shit. show. That'll be that'll <laughs> be great. But do you have a special message for PK? Do I have a special message for PK? Yeah, you should say one. This is the this is the like way right that I personally view anybody transitioning, um, whether it be PK or Sophia, is. I think every everybody should view it as, is it fucking with your life? No. It's not at all. Are they good people? No. Yes. They're wonderful people. All Absolutely. anybody should give yes. a shit about, somebody's a good person. If they treat you well, then you should person, no matter their gender, or lack thereof. There are a lot of people that are gender neutral, and that doesn't change anybody's life at all except for their positive way well i'm not gonna lie i do get lost in the referencing when i meet friends who are who are like that um when i met my best friend at the time jesse james i didn't like one night we were bartending together and i'm like okay and dude was dressed up like a lady and I'm oh, like, he worked at. Do um, I say he or she? He worked at. Metro. Yes, and I love that person. I also know that person. Jessica yes. James. Jessica. Yeah, I didn't know that person as by that name, but. Well, she loves that name. Um, I I wish her very well, and I adore her still. Um, but like, I didn't know, like, because PK. Is a is a lady, and Jesse James is. You can call me lady boy, boy girl. I don't give a fuck. Like she has no fucks to give, and a lot of people like. And I respect how emotional and how trying it can be for someone who just wants to live their true self. You know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. Like. And I respect that 100%. But, like, I always refer to Jesse in the first couple of months yeah. as Jesse. I didn't say he or she. I'm like, Jesse's this. Jesse did that. It wasn't like he did, she did. Da, 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 da. And then when I found out that Jesse didn't fucking care, then the heat was on. And we were just shit talking yeah. our whole friendship. No, I love, <laughs> I love Jesse. I remember yeah. Jesse when I was doing comedy. It- Oh my god. Best personality. Like, so fucking funny. Her and I clinged on to each other from the moment we met, and it was one of the most beautiful and pure friendships that I've had in a really long time. I have a friend that lives in South Carolina, bless her soul, that I met when I lived in South Carolina when I was 15, and I haven't seen her since I was 15, but we still keep in touch. And every time she calls me, most of the time I'm asleep in the middle of the night when she calls. But last time she called me was last weekend. And every time she calls me, she's fucking (laughs) hammered. She's like, it's like a, it's like 11 o'clock. Well, it's like nine o'clock here and 11 o'clock there. And she's like, wasted and I love her to death I mean I haven't seen her 
for 22 years, but we still manage to talk every month. Like, yeah, that's like, that's like a fucking friend till the end. And, um, but like, it's hard to talk to her because every time I talk to her, like, I try to get a word in and she's like, (laughs) but then I broke out, um, my daughter's books. I bought her for Christmas, like these kid books, like the history of pop, the history of rap, A, B, C, D, C, like Emma's for metal, like all these music books. Cause I really want her to like, I can't teach my kids about that. Cause we have like different views. Parents have different views on it or whatever, but I ended up shutting her up just by reading those books to her and her boyfriend. And then her phone died and I love her to death, but I was also kind of like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Bless her soul. Emily, this is for you and PK. We love you. Um, the um, other thing I wanted to say, cause you're super fucking great at cutting people off. <laughs> yes. Am I? It's all right. That's I'm not fine. mad at you. It does like. This isn't your exactly. Podcast. You can cut me off whenever so you want. I'll do what I want. Um, yeah. I grew up. <laughs> I grew up in small town Utah, and one of the things that I believe in that I've learned over the years is like evolution. And I'm not t- talking apes to man. I'm talking a day to day evolution. Like I grew up. in like evolving yes. humans as a person not not plural but not as a like person. your we're, scenery like people evolving your day-to-day humans, evolution right? i grew up in a place that was terrified of gay people terrified of minorities yeah but if everything you realize that there's a lot of people out there that are going through the same shit then you evolve and that's great like when i was 13 to see a transgendered person, it'd scare the ever-living shit out of me. But then I realized, they're just they're going through their day like you're going through your day. And they're still good people. Like, that's, that's a pretty decent amount yeah. of evolution on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, It's evolving, a- yeah. Well, I think accepting that that something's not quite, like, what you are day to day is evolving. Like understanding people who you are different put a from lot you of, is evolving. A lot of time into thought about how other people have to go through their life and what they're thinking. Is it good or is it not good? Oh yeah. And you I have think, to. I think that that helps everybody. Yeah. I totally get that. I want to raise my daughter to be accepting of everybody i got her these figurines and one of them is on crutches one of them is in a wheelchair and one of them has down syndrome (laughs) and i want her to play with them just so like if she sees them in real life she can show some respect um what was i going to say about evolving I forgot, but we can continue um, talking. I'm, I'm um, back to two percent on my phone, so um, oh. if we can end in like two minutes, that would be super helpful. 
because I have to go find a charger. You have to go find a charger. No, we, you don't we have pass one it around the household. It's I gotta go buy one, but I don't drive stuck in the mountains. What do you have? An iPhone? Yes. Do you have an iPhone? I'm not going okay, to send me your address and like yes, really. Really? Not even a piece of my mind. Are you or gonna a piece send me a piece ass? of your ass? All right, send Email. all the nudes yeah. you want. That'd be great. But uh, oh, I don't blame I don't you. Do I, that and also, I was kidding about that. Should not do that. I'll finish this in your two minutes with a story when it comes to lady boys or trannies. Um, when I was young, I used to have really bad ADD and dyslexia. So when I'd hear a song. I would hear it, but I just, I'd make up my own words mm-hmm. that sounded like the song. So when Aerosmith's song, Dude Looks Like a Lady, came out, I sang it like it was a new dance wave called Do the Slacky Lady. And I remember when I was a nanny and I was writing with the family I nannied for, I'm like, the song came on, I'm like, Do the Slacky Lady. And she's like, No, it's Dude looks like a lady. And it totally I, blew my I mind. I don't have any of those stories. <laughs> well, you're not me. And you're not I don't think retarded you're retarded. Actually, I, I think you're very intelligent. And I wouldn't have called you back to do a podcast if I thought otherwise. I think I think you're fun to talk to. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, you're making my heart smile. Yeah, me too. I wish your phone wasn't going to die. No, but you know what? I loved that you I'm were willing, willing to, to catch, catch up, up with you, with even me. if it's not a podcast. And yeah. Are you? I still want to come visit you up there. Are the ice caps um, up I yet? don't believe they are. And I don't know if they're going to actually make them because of how horrible the fucking virus is right now. Yeah, it's fucking horrible well let's um get together again i might be in salt lake just after thanksgiving um okay like the day after or like the week there's a very very cute girl that i've caught up with over the last number of months uh she she travels around the country oh well you are a cute girl that i've caught up with but i'm talking about I'm not that cute. Uh, okay, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, so you're gonna like, you know, if it doesn't work no, out, no. One of my favorite things. Sleep on my couch, okay. And I've done this uh, with other friends since I've been quarantined. There's still a fucking motel in Salt Lake that has smoking rooms. Is it the Motel yes, Six by Groovies? Oh my and god! It's great. I They're the one. trashiest motel rooms, and so friends from out of town that come into town, we go stay at that motel and we drink. Yeah. Do you, you sleep do. in there? And Gross. On a well, uh, I hope you don't get herpes or COVID well, while I you're out there. I don't imagine man. I'll get COVID because I'll just be hanging out with one person. But you never no, know. You never know. 
I need you to be safe. I'm I need you around on it. for a while. I've, okay? I've made it to 40, much to the dismay and disbelief. Yeah. Wait a minute, you're 40? 42. Guess how Brooke is. She's my best friend. She told me today and it blew I my mind. She's 46. She would be 46. I would have thought 42. Neither did I, and I'm her best friend. I always think, I'm like, oh, 43. 43, 43. She's like, I'm 46. I'm like, don't say that out loud, bitch. The funny thing about 40 is she don't feel that old. Um. The funny thing about Brooke is she just keeps getting better with age. Like, I can tolerate her more. She's like like a good pickle. (laughs) They just they get yeah like a fine wine well i love you and i'll let your phone die and i don't want to cut you short but like you know like i'm always around if you want to message me and say hi and we can think about different things to talk about instead of my interrupting redundance and hey guys look for Levi's books. One of them's called uh, con- Correspondence. Correspondence. Clarence Makes a Friend. Clarence Makes a Friend is probably the best Christmas book you it, could buy for a child. And you might get some insight for it from um, it yourself. Yeah, just Google my name on Amazon. I don't know why I just that way. L E V I R U R O U N D S. And not only <laughs> like the shape, yes. but plural. To think it's preschoolers, <laughs> they don't know the alphabet yet. Um, <laughs> um, do it, and you can use the code smash zero. And that'll just give me mad props. All right, it's been wonderful talking to you. And I will message you soon just to catch up. Okay. I love you too. Do it. I love you. Mean it.